Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are going to jump straight in to episode 9 of season 3, which is Nezai? Nezai? Nezai. Nezai? Nezai, I'm guessing. Nezai. I mean, it's Japanese, Nezai. isn't it? So um... Nezai? Yeah, it's, 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 it begins with an N. Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. does uh, the episode that begins with an N rank highly in the, the X-Files fandom? It, it appears to, yes. Um, so, obviously, like something we started last episode, which I'll continue on with this episode. Um, I, I looked at it on the IMDB ranking. So, obviously, mm-hmm. there's over two, just over 200 episodes of the X-Files. And this episode ranks at number 44, which obviously puts oh. it in the top quarter. Um, so according to X-Files fans, or IMDB X-Files fans at any rate, this is within the top quarter of episode. It had an 8.6 rating. Wow. I, don't re- I don't really give much credence to the ratings on IMDB, but it is it is interesting. I think the rankings are interesting. They're obviously going to only be voted for by fans, so... It gives a good, I think, a good indication of where this sits. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> whether that's where it sits for me and you, it's, it's you know, remains to be seen. Yeah. <coughs> so we're going to jump straight in to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, where we have a train, um, which already I'm sold because I, I love train movies and things like that. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the train is uncoupled uh, and just left there. And then we get a but what I really like, a wonderful shot of the camera climbing up the train and then over the top of the carriage. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. kind of creates this otherworldly looking piece of equipment. You know, the way that it's so close and into it, it looks almost like a UFO, the way they kind of shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, takes, it takes an, ob- an object that is essentially every day and mm. turns it into something that is ominous and um, maybe has a something darker underneath like <clears throat> and, and i think that's that's definitely intentional because another thing i put in my notes uh, something that really jumps out at me is is just how nice the opening is how yeah. how fluffy and light because we see a bunch of kids on the side and they're waving at the guy on the train <laughs> and he's waving back all like oh hello and and I kind of get the sense that he doesn't even know what's in that car. Oh yeah, the car's yeah. going to be used for. Mm. But it, but I I think there is a juxtaposition there of this everyday normal kind of situation in which actually some and it does make you think about how things in in our lives that the, the everyday kind of normalcy of things that what's actually bubbling away underneath what's what, yeah. what dark secrets are being kept from us uh, in in everyday objects like train cars oh. and things so yeah absolutely um, mm-hmm. and then pretty much after that we get a range of cars pulling up uh, and then we get what seems to be asian gangsters get out and uh, <laughs> 
I didn't I didn't know where it was heading at the time, uh, so I just thought triads? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the triad invasion of America, yeah. It uh, felt insight... a bit lethal weapon four, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um and to get inside and it is an alien autopsy. And there's no beating around the bush, it is what it is. It's actually um really well shot. Of course, this one's directed by the nutter. Um yeah. the and, uh, nutter, yeah. yeah. And and they do some nice things of kind of blurring the footage a little bit, seeing it through cameras, getting weird mm. angles, so you don't get the, the kind of fake looking alien. You know, you get glimpses yeah, that yeah. make it feel a little bit more realistic. So mm-hmm. interesting that opening. Yeah, cameras always moving in the yeah. opening as well. Always moving, um, like and and sometimes to its detriment because it's like i mean i've i've seen this like so many times so i think right but at this point i'm i'm looking for things that perhaps you wouldn't normally look for but it's just mm-hmm. when all the swat come in so the swat bust in and basically gun these guys down and i feel like the the direction for for a lot of these swat guys is you got to keep moving guys you just got to be you got to be in there you got to be doing stuff and i feel yeah. like one of the swat guys doesn't quite know what to do and you feel like this, he looks quite uncomfortable and he pushes his way past a bunch of the others. And he's like, I don't know where I'm going. And it's like <laughs> having having been an extra on several things, I can completely relate to, to the, the thought processes that perhaps this guy is dealing with as, as an actor. But uh, it's just, yeah, it was quite amusing just watching them all huddle around in this small train car, trying to, trying to look active like a swap yeah. team. But, yeah. but it's a, an interesting... Uh, opening and you, you kind of know immediately that uh, it's a kind of legacy episode you know we're into the yeah. mythology of, of yeah. the x-files um there's no playfulness it's no monster of the week this is something that's going to be the larger story uh, and after the opening we get the intro and then we jump straight in to uh, Mulder watching the alien autopsy <laughs> and then uh, they make a passing comment about the one that was on tv and that was really you, you kind of forget about that but that was a yeah. big thing it was yeah, back it, in the it, early nineties, yeah. and it was by the same studio that owned X Files, that produced yeah. X Files. So they're <laughs> they're actually taking a pot shot at their own company, which is which, yeah. which was always quite amusing. Um, and it does also um, feed into why that introduction of the train car was shot the way it was, because when we go over the roof of like the sh- the shot you mentioned, when the camera yeah. moves over the top of it, we see that satellite dish that's on mm-hmm. top of it. Yeah. Which, which is obviously is the explanation as to why this this alien autopsy gets picked up. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're they're feeding that somewhere, and then some guy, some randomer, just for whatever reason, just pulled out there. Pick, yeah, picked up the signal. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, but I, I I like Scully's comment about how this isn't your usual brand of entertainment. And there's like a bit of a knowing wink between them because obviously the joke there is that Mulder always watches porn. Um, yep. you know, there's been numerous references in the shows him like watching porn, but um, yeah, and Scully always takes a crack at him for it. But yeah, it, um, it's it's quite an interesting one. I like the little argument, you know, uh, Foxy's argument of, of like it must be real because you don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is real precisely because you don't see too much. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then it's, it's, it's the kind of part at the end when the SWAT come in hmm. 
like one one why is that footage missing missing and that's the kind of impetus to, to hook scully she's kind of curious about those guys that burst in um it kind of leads on to the city where they're going next and where they're going next is a uh, rat tail productions <laughs> yeah more, uh, so Mulder and scully go to speak to the man who made the tape um because mm-hmm. he said he pulled it off a satellite but when yes. they get there, they find him basically with a bag over his head, lying on a bed. Yeah, yeah. execution style. That was execution it's style. quite an image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite for TV quite... in the nineties. Mm. It's, it's execution style murder. It's it, it kind of even watching it now was a little bit of a shock. You know, to mm. get that image. Yeah. yeah, very police procedural kind of thing that we take for granted these days, I guess. But um, mm. uh, so yeah, they, so they find him dead. And the killer flees yep. the property. So it's a Japanese guy dressed in a suit, yep. runs. Basically, Mulder chases him down, gets his ass handed to him. But then, again. thankfully, yeah, again, thankfully, pulls another gun uh, from his ankle because uh, he gets tired of losing his gun. Um, but yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a nice, uh, you can't really call it a fight scene because <laughs> it's more of a asking. Yeah. I think in order for it to be a fight scene, there has to be blows exchanged on both sides. Um, yeah. And clearly Mulder just gets his ass handed to him. So, Yeah, the only thing Mulder hits is the ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> um, but t- to show you like where I've I've come from in the series, I was like, where's Scully to save him? <laughs> like, she must yeah. be coming, please. Oh, wait, wait, wait till you get to season 11. Uh, this is, it's not the same Mulder in season 11, and it leaves a right. lot of fans wondering where the hell he got his new set of skills from. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. um, but, uh, yeah. um, but it's, it's like it kind of catches the guy, and even when the guy's like got a gun on him, hmm. he's just like so uncooperative, you know, like won't hand over yeah, the yeah. case, won't move. Yeah. It's sheer arrogance, isn't it? Because he turns out to be a diplomat. So he's, again, yeah. going back to lethal weapon, um mm. you know, diplomatic, diplomatic immunity. immunity it's yeah so <laughs> I was like, diplomatic community <laughs> in this case um so i apologize to any of my uh, <laughs> japanese friends <laughs> um but uh yeah it's it just um the guy is just really arrogant and i think it's because of that whole the he's, he's that used to be able to do whatever he wants having that yeah. diplomatic immunity it's just like and he knows he's going to get out of it. He knows that yeah. Mulder can arrest him now. He can take him in, and he's going to get out of it. So, yeah, the, the next scene has a little. It's all got these title cards of where they are, and this kind of weirded me out a little bit because it was titled as Substation C. But, <laughs> but I'm, 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 it just felt like a police station, right? Like, and I'm just like, what's, what's the name B? What's going on? <laughs> Why have they taken him to A? Or B, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's just weird. Um, and I, I didn't notice that. I, I rarely, I rarely take notice of those, right. those title cards that come up at the bottom. I don't do well with signs. It must be said, but um, right, yeah. Well, I'm always curious, is what they say. But Substation C just seemed odd, you know, because <laughs> I, I thought it was a, a police station of sorts mm-hmm. or a detainment area. Um, so we're in the I, building. Yeah. I do. I did put in my no- notes here, though. That uh, obviously, I clearly, I clearly saw that it was Allentown, but uh, I, <laughs> I put that the police station makes it look like Allentown must be the prostitute capital of the US. 
Uh, <laughs> Skinner arrives like a beacon in the night, and I just. I, I, I can swear he checks out the prostitute as she could. So this prostitute gets dragged past him as he's coming in and he's like, hmm. <laughs> just, There's a, yeah. a, a little um, trivia on IMDb about this episode and it just says that to make it look like a police station, they just throw in hookers. <laughs> I was like, okay, so not policemen or people in, in custody, no, just, just, we'll just put prostitutes in there because that <laughs> depicts a police station. Yeah, yeah. Got you. <laughs> yeah, but yes, Skinner ar- arrives through swarms of hookers um, yeah. <laughs> to... Th- th- now, this kind of conversation, is it, it's almost threatening again. It's, it's negative Skinner, it feels like. Yeah, well, this this is Skinner who is having to answer to somebody. Because um, yes. we, we've got to remember Skinner has higher-ups. He's an assistant yeah. director. He's not the director. Um, so there are times when Mulder clearly goes off track, like because because he's got into this case on his own. Yeah. This isn't a, this isn't official FBI business. Because when Skinner asks about it, Mulder is like he, he kind of gives a scully a look because he's to say, "Don't say anything. Don't say." It. It would, yeah, we're looking into a, a piracy thing. And it's like, and that's because you know. If you actually told them what you were doing, they would be like, "Drop it! You're not doing this case. This isn't even a case that's that's fit for investigation. This is this yeah. is yeah. This is typical Mulder using FBI resources to chase down his own stuff. So when Skinner gets there, he's already been probably told off by somebody because an agent that he's clearly not controlling very well has just arrested a diplomat. So. Yeah, Skinner's got to get himself out of this situation. Yeah, what I love most about this is, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in two minds because I'm wondering if if Skinner is is both wanting to help Mulder but wanting to toe the line uh, for you know his work related as well. Mm-hmm. But as he's leaving, he body checks Mulder. He, he hits his shoulder as he leaves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just this like it's like, uh, like alpha male protocol 101. Yeah, you know, yeah, just... yeah. was that quite necessary, Skinner? Yeah, uh, <laughs> just like, no need. And the kind of thing I like about Skinner is it does look like a bookworm nerd type of thing, but yeah, yeah. we've seen before he can handle himself in situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's a big guy, it's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's not, yeah, he doesn't look like a pushover, but um, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that is quite amusing. Uh, but but yeah, so this guy is a diplomat called Kasulu Sakurai, and well it's uh, it, it basically Mulder kind of takes Scully to one side and, and and shows her the evidence that he forgot to to turn yeah. in, and it's it's the bag that he took off Sakurai, and it's got these satellite photos in, so they were tracking a ship, a, little, a yeah. small ship, um, and there's also names on there that have been crossed out one of them was obviously the the, the guy that was on the bed but there's a name on there of, of a woman called betsy hagopian oh, betsy yeah. yeah i can get the japanese guy i can't get the <laughs> the anglo anglo-american woman uh, so so yeah um so th- this is the the typical point in the episode where they decide to split up and pursue separate lines of inquiry yeah. and this is probably the point at which Graham is going to start going, oh, man. 
<laughs> initially, it's it's a oh, point because they are splitting yeah. up. But I think both of them have um, really interesting stories to, to follow. Um, yeah. That both kind of tackle their history with the X Files and things like that. So I feel that they have enough going on that it makes it interesting enough. And the way it's yeah. cut that we'll get to quite a lot between these scenes because they're they're fairly quick between <clears throat> Scully's story and Mulder's story that kind of keeps it yeah. fresh. And not yeah. one story overpowers the other, which I think is yeah. good. There's, there's, there's a lot of information going on, yeah. I think. And a lot of yeah, intrigue. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the game. We get like maybe minute, 90-second segments of each of their stories. And yeah. as the end, you want to know more. Yeah. There's, there's a lot about this episode, stories. actually, that reminds me of... I mean, you've probably not read it, but there is an X-Files novel called uh, Ground Zero. Okay. And this 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 has a, a very much a feel of that that novel uh, because there's a Japanese flavour to that as well, and Mulder and Scully right. go off and do separate investigations. But it did make me think of that watching it this time around. Um, but yeah, so Scully goes to uh, the Mutual UFO Network to try and speak to Betsy Hagopian. While Mulder texts the satellite photos to our favourite conspiracy theorists, the Lone Gunman, um, yes. and we have Frohickey perched like a gnome on on the end of the table, and yep. they're all kind of checking out these photos and each pitching in, and get, and it, it suddenly hit me when I was watching this episode last night. Um, one of the things that bugs me about most tv shows uh -huh. uh, like if you look at most fantasy and science fiction shows they all have the one computer nerd you know the the, the, the person they go to yeah. to divulge information and they know everything and they're usually quite annoying if i'm being perfectly yeah. honest they they're they're a stereotype and they you know joss whedon puts them in every single one of his shows and then everybody else has followed suit and they put them in every one of their shows. Yeah. And I think the reason you don't get that with the X-Files, you love these guys and you don't find them annoying because there's three of them. And it it allows for this interplay that, yeah. that always happens. Even if it's not verbal, there's a physical interplay that goes on between them as well, whether it's a look, you know, mm -hmm. knowing looks, this, that, and the other. And... I really do think that Carter hit on something by 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 having a group of these nerds. Yeah. Like I think if this was any other show, it'd be one person, yeah. super intelligent, does all of the you know, because they are just the exposition guy. They're, oh, they're but like um, you say, in, in any other show, it would be one character. But here, mm. not only are they three characters, they're three very different characters. Mm. The, the, yeah. the, 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 extreme traits in any other walk of life these guys wouldn't be friends they wouldn't mm -hmm. hang out they wouldn't work together but they have a singular purpose between them all yeah. and they forgive the, the quirks that each of them have you know, yeah. it's, it's great characters as soon as they appeared on screen i'm smiling i'm yeah. having a good time uh, regardless of, of, of the fact that it's just exposition and the fact that they instantly know everything just by looking at a satellite photograph i don't yeah. care <laughs> you know? I mean that that uh, satellite photograph could have been any time over many years, but they're just like, yeah, that's a telepus. Yeah. 
You know, just think. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I just yeah, it, it, that was just something that hit me last night when I was watching it uh, because these gen generally on other shows are characters that annoy the crap out of me uh, because they are just Basil exposition. Lone gunmen never feel like Basil exposition because of yeah because they're it's a fun. group rather than yeah. So uh, yeah, so the, the Talapus supposedly went looking for a sunken Japanese sub. That was carrying gold, uh, but the satellite photos track it ending up at a U.S. naval base. Uh, Mulder mm. theorizes that they found something else entirely. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, so Mulder goes off to track the ship, and just before we go to Scully, we see that Sakurai is murdered by an assassin, Stephen uh, McCatty. Stephen McCatty, yes. yes. So go, oh. go on, hit, hit us with your Stephen McCatty knowledge. I I love the guy. My, my particular favourite <laughs> role of his is Pontypool, um, right. where he is the lone DJ character in a a horror movie about the spoken word. <laughs> Just, I can't imagine him playing that character based on what I've seen. Of it's the... it's a fast talking radio DJ, right. And it's him on screen for ninety eight percent of the time. Right. It, when I look at Stephen Hattie, I get um, I, I, he he's like a cross between Rutger Hauer and the dude from uh, Prison Break, who was also in Transporter Three. Uh, Nepper, Robert Nepper. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd throw in Robert Patrick. Yeah, a bit. Of, yeah, a bit. Of, yeah, a bit of Robert Patrick in there as well. Um, yeah, he's he's just he's one of those actors who instantly makes me think of other people. Uh, but yeah, uh, like this was my introduction to him. To be honest, right. it's it's one of those faces that you you don't instantly trust. You know, it's kind of pointed, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's he, he's yeah. he's a Disney villain. He's <laughs> like, yeah. if you're gonna draw he, some some villain in Disney, we make make all his features pointed and. Yeah. yeah, even when he just he comes the way he comes out the shadows, he's in this, he's on screen for seconds, and mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do not trust him. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So Scully turns up at the uh, Mufon headquarters, which is just somebody's house basically, <laughs> 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 and uh, the two women that open the door to her recognize her. Mm, yeah. Scary. Freaks her out, um, and so this is uh, so this this section now is like you were saying. It keeps jumping from from one yeah. to the other, which is we're getting loads of information. So Mulder goes to speak with a naval officer who uh-huh. really looks like Johnny can't be asked. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just like when Mulder asks him to get something, I, I can't tell if this guy is purposefully trying to just mislead Mulder and, and send him down the garden path because that's his orders. However, he's just generally, I can't be asked. you're making me do something I don't want to do well, kind of guy. At first, I mean, it's hindsight, obviously, but at yeah. first you're just like, he can't be bothered. He doesn't seem to know anything. But later on, you're like, he must know that boat's yeah. still there. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, that's like a good performance because he gives away that kind of yeah. um, not interested... Yeah. There's, there's, there's no there's no way he can't he no can't know. um and, and it, i wouldn't be surprised if he was the one who called the the, the security team yeah. to 
be perfectly yeah. honest, because no one else knows Mulder's there. Well, I, well, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 diplomat knows that Mulder had his back. Yeah. So he know he know. So you know. So yeah. yeah. Either either way, there's there's many it's... ways that people could know where Mulder is. So. Yeah, I, I love the. I mean, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but there's a moment where he goes, um, I can get you the information if you want, but it'll take a long while. And Mulder's like, I'm happy to wait. The guy leaves, and then by the time he comes back, you can see Mulder <laughs> just, <laughs> just running just up. Running off. And I love the look on the guy's face, like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. did you notice he, he came back without any papers? And he came back really quick. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I get a feeling he just came to, to, to tell Mulder to, to do one. I'm just going to close my window because I've been lorry just arrived at the front. There we go. Oh, I'm not cutting that out. You can have that one for free as Luke was saying. <laughs> Image of my crotch in the camera. Just a small okay. cameo. Uh, this is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, right. Um, so, uh, where are we? Um, yeah. So, so you got. He... <clears throat> well, Scully's talking to the group about the the bright white place, mm -hmm. um, and yep. and I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah, right. Just, yeah, I'm intrigued. I want to know more. I like right. the fact that it's got all these group of um, just middle-aged looking women who yeah. uh, have one kinda, thing in common. It kind of looked like the reject Stepford Wives. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> really did. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's all kind of sat there like staring at her. And you're just like, uh, I mean, these girls are just really, really freaky. Oh, they've been through some stuff. But um, <laughs> And then they all just like, are you shaking your implant at me? <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but but Scully just looks like proper weirded out. Yeah, so, yeah. She's yeah. shell shocked. Yeah. Mm. It's it's bizarre because I've 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 seen these episodes so many times that it's hard to remember what my initial reaction was to them. Right. Um, like this. I will say there's 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 moments in this section now that we're that we're going through that I've actually I start to get bored by, right? Um, and I don't think that was always the case. You know, there, hmm. there would have been a time like when I first saw this episode where, like you, I was just hooked. I'm like because they're just throwing so much information at you. But now yeah. because I because I've seen it so many times and I know all this information, now I just. Like I watch it and it just it feels like a constant information dump. Yeah. Um and I've, yeah, I feel like the next episode gives us more I don't know, more little moments that mm -hmm. that I enjoy um on their own kind of thing, whereas whereas this is more about the the overall framework that that you know how it ties into everything else, you know, Dwayne yeah. Barry and all that kind of stuff. So um, um, I, I think Gillian uh, Anderson gives a, a, a brilliant performance when mm. she's in the, the room with the women um, and even more so for the character of uh, Scully because all the all the while watching this she's a, a fighter Yeah, every scene she's a fighter and she's kind of subjected to the truth here against what she wants to believe and, and her yeah. initial response is flight she just yeah, wants yeah. to get the hell out of there 
it's quite you, you can see it in her eyes can yeah see it in her eyes. Yeah. she keeps saying i need to go <laughs> but staying um she, yeah. she wants it which is a great kind of change from that that kind of character um, and there's a moment later on where they talk about the truth and she says i need more than just to believe i need mm. information um, and yeah. that now she's getting information and facts she just wants to get the hell out of there yeah yeah, yeah. definitely really good yeah. so scully doesn't remember the women but they ask her about the mark on the back of her neck um that's when they start showing their implants <laughs> She uh, Scully gets frustrated and says she just came to see Betsy Gopian, and then that's when they say, "Ah, well, yeah, she's in the hospital." And they text Scully to the hospital, and yeah. basically, Betsy is dying of cancer. And they turn around and say, "This is what happens to all of us, all of us who've been taken." And Scully's like, yeah. <laughs> "She's, she's like, uh, I." I just came here to speak to someone. I, I, I don't need to be told that I'm going to get cancer. So, um, yeah, so just you see her proper freaking out. Mm -hmm. there, but, uh, I think as, as an audience member, if you're watching this for the first time, it's just like, whoa, bombshells. Bombshells yeah. just getting dropped everywhere. But um, So Mulder climbs out of the water. Well, uh, um, he's, well, well, he's, he's just waiting to the boat. He's going yeah, to where he, he went just before the scene we've talked about, as you know, so mm. I missed it. Um, so he, he went on to the Talapus. So he found that, yeah. you know, it was indeed the Talapus. He doesn't find anything on there, but a SWAT team arrives. Yeah. And he jumps into the water. Um, but when he comes then out. We, yeah, we seemingly jump several hours because it's now pitch darkness, but it was yeah, yeah. afternoon daylight when he jumps yeah, in yeah. the water. And I'm just like, how long has he been just treading water for? <laughs> <laughs> this is... but, well, he must have been down there for a while because the SWAT team will have been all over the boat, wouldn't they? They'd have been looking yeah. for him. So he'd have been just like kind of shriveled up like a prune at the bottom, just waiting for them to leave. And then eventually, boom, he's out. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so he climbs out and thankfully, I don't know, just manages to climb out at the right spot where they're taking care of it. see this is the bit that, that i'm a bit like this all feels a bit piecemeal and kind of we we need yeah. certain things to happen mm -hmm. so we're just going to make them happen and it's like of all the places that Mulder crawls out it, it just it just feels like it's very and he's there it's like well okay yeah. but how did he get there um and oh, why, aren't, yeah. why aren't these people doing a better job of covering things up um, yeah. You know, they, they know Mulder's about, they know Mulder's on this base. Um, and and, and yet yeah, he's he's crawls out of the water a couple of hours later and then boom, he's, you know, so <clears throat> so he sees a bunch of hazmat suited guys yeah. and, and soldiers. So it begs the question, why aren't the soldiers wearing hazmat suits? <laughs> yeah. <It's> just... <laughs> um, but they're, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're all kind of around this this big what looks like a ship. You can't quite see precisely what it is because it's all blurred out behind the sheet. Um, but Mulder's like proper looking in the window, rubbing his pants and all, oh, baby. It's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is like... It basically, it, yeah, it looks like, um, well, a bit of like a flight of the navigator when they've got the ship yeah, yeah, behind the does. kind of curtain and that. does, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, then they do the thing where they don't actually show you what it is. 
that's uh that's just the x-files thing in it yeah. but when when they do eventually start showing you stuff in the x-files in the much later seasons it kind of feels weird it doesn't it doesn't feel yeah. right it feels like they're gonna but pull the rug from under you so, so they've got this giant warehouse and he's like peering in the window and they've got hazmat suits and they've got weird technology and all that and then they've just got this big shape and they've got one curtain pulled across the front <laughs> it's not in the, it's not in any other side it's mm-hmm. just there yeah it's, uh, it's, it's, why the, it's why the soldiers don't need hazmat suits <laughs> yeah we've got that curtain <laughs> okay so Mulder arrives home looking very mm. dirty and, and just in need of sleep but his door is slightly ajar. So he pulls his yeah. gun, goes in, finds Skinner there. Um, and Skinner, ba- this is basically where Skinner says, look, you are ruffling feathers left, right, and center, and I'm taking myself out of the equation. Um, whatever whatever mission you're on, fine, but do it in your own time, or just get the hell out because it's yeah. not looking good. Um, but don't come to me. Because mm. I'm taking myself out on this one. Yeah. Um, don't point a gun at me. <laughs> yeah, don't point a gun at me. <laughs> we know what happens. Mm-hmm. So um, he he tell he tells Mulder about Sukurai being uh, found dead. Yeah, and the Japanese diplomat diplomatic embassy are looking for the missing briefcase. So Skinner knows that he has it, and uh, yeah. just says, "Look, return it." ditch this case as soon as you can because it ain't looking good mm. um <clears throat> and then yeah and then we jump to um Mulder going to see Matheson. yeah a friend yeah. A friend yeah, yeah it's just but this guy um, is just like nah he's a he's a he's born politician you don't yeah. trust him yeah, he's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing slacks. You definitely yeah. don't trust him. It's just Mm-mm-mm. so I don't know if you remember this guy from Little yeah. Green Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, this, so, so this guy was in. It was introduced in Little Green Men, um, kind of as it looked like he was going to be a replacement for Deep Throat at the time, yeah. and then they went with a different direction and had X. But clearly, here they've decided actually no. We, this guy can be useful to us. Um, yeah. So they brought him back. And everything about this conversation is just off yeah. with this guy. And it's like this guy could tell Mulder anything and Mulder would swallow it because, as his poster says, I want to believe. He so yeah. desperately wants to believe that he's swallowing up what this guy's saying. And I feel like this guy is just leading him down the garden path. What what I like about this scene is it comes right after the conversation with Skinner. Mm. Skinner's told him, just give the briefcase back and it'll be done. He goes to see this guy and the guy's like, you know, sometimes you just need to give up your chess pieces or whatever, something, you know, basically give the case back. So he's kind of echoing what Skinner says. And then he just happens to have these four names written down. Mm. You know, before Mulder even comes in, yeah. Um, and you kind of you got you got to wonder why why would he even write these names down? He's a guy who deals with secrets. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, he, he implies that he's just got off the phone, doesn't he? So it's like that's yeah. the implication there is that he's just got off the phone with a diplomatic agency who are who have brought this to him for whatever reason, and he's written down mm. the names of the four guys that, that, that were killed. 
uh, just before Mulder walks in, which is uh, yeah, again convenient. But it's like they set obviously this is still early days with regards yeah. to Skinner. Uh, there was always the chance that he might not quite be kosher and that he he was one of the bad guys. Um, so so they always they always keep that kind of seed of doubt with him. So having him be the one first to tell Mulder, look back away from this case. Yeah. And then you have Senator Matheson who says, back away from this case. But if you are still interested, here's some information. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, that, that it kind of paints him to be the hero and perhaps Skinner the villain. You know, right. um, there's always there's always this kind of like like dichotomy of like who's who's really on the level, who's not. Um, yeah. But I just with, with this guy, I just. I get an icky feeling from him every time he's talking to Holder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, uh, so we get we get the reunite of Scully and Mulder back together, don't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Scully tells Mulder what the Mufon members told her, looking pretty freaked out. Mm. He shows her a photo of a group of Japanese scientists, which she claims to recognise one, but she doesn't quite know where from or how um, yeah. he says it's impossible because he's dead along with the four men from the autopsy who who were on who were also on the photo mm. and they it turns out they were a bunch of scientists from world war ii who conducted terrible experiments a bit like the nazis did um and yeah we see some photos that are quite disgusting and quite shocking to be honest yeah um yeah and that's it's it almost feels a bit weird that Mulder just glosses over the the kind of abduction conversation. Mm, yeah, you know, you yeah. feel he'd be like right in there, like wanting to know more, and and he, maybe even speaking to these women himself if he could. Mm. Yeah, but it just it, for the for the constant story that we're in, we just need to move along and, and kind of bypass that. But you feel as if it'd be something he'd be really interested in, in checking out more of. Yeah, there is there is a sense of concern in him hmm. when he's when he's looking because he's looking at the chip she hands him the chip and i feel like he doesn't quite know how to respond and it, hmm. but he wants he wants to kind of keep because he says you know like let, let, let's get the, let's get this thing really looked at first before we start hmm. panicking which 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 begs the question why haven't they looked at it before um, yeah. and, and they have looked at it before because if you remember in so in she, Anasazi, she, Blessing she, Way and Page, she scanned it. Yeah, she scanned it, didn't she? And then she took it yeah. to a um, she took it to a specialist woman mm -hmm. who who said it was it was like it was a computer chip that was yeah. like well in advance of anything she'd ever seen before. Yeah. So I find it quite odd that they are now once again talking about getting it looked at um and and what you know what's gonna what they, what yeah. could they learn from it that they shouldn't have already learned by now yeah um which yeah is a bit weird um but it does however allow us to be i can't remember if this, this is the introduction of pendrel or, or or what but i'm sure we've spoken about him before actually oh i know he played a scientist like this before on the show but they never called him pendrel um right. but this so this guy that scully goes to see this is agent uh -huh. pen this is agent pendrel who 
over the course of the show um becomes a bit of a fan favorite um okay mostly because you got a crush on scully so like it's just uh, <laughs> how that starts to manifest itself. Yeah. In that. He's a cipher for all the viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. yeah, precisely, precisely. But uh, so Scully has her clip analysed at the FBI by Agent Pendrel, <clears throat> and he says that computer chips like this are being used for some incredible stuff, like computer interface with cerebral cortex. So, you know, the, yeah. the way that the brain, the human brain interfaces with computers and things like that. Yeah. So... But again, I'm like, shouldn't she know this information at this point? Because she's already right. taken this to a specialist. Why? Why? Yeah. Why are we taking this chip once again to to another specialist and learning this? Just like, like if if I had this chip, if this was a chip that had come out of my neck after having been abducted, yeah, I would have had this thing analyzed the crap out of by now. You know, and we already know she's had it analysed at least once. So, yeah. yeah, so for me, it feels a bit, the scene feels a bit redundant, but I get why we have to have it because we have to set up that piece of information. But I just feel, I feel like they could have given us that piece of information in a different way. Um, I yeah. don't know, just... Um... Yeah, um, and then we have uh, Mulder looking for the secret railroad which is just public railways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is based on the information that Senator Matheson, his friend, gave him. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's now tracking the train that no. um, that we saw at the, the beginning. Um, and just as he gets there, just as he sees it, he sees a, uh, what looks like an alien, an alien grey being loaded yeah. into the train by a bunch of Japanese triads. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he, he chases it down. He's, he's like, mm -hmm. I've got to get on that train. I've got to get on that train. Um, at which point, Scully phones him because X has turned yeah. mm. to, to tell her that Mulder cannot get on that train. He's walking into a trap. And it's just like, at this point, I'm like, whose who's agenda is being, being kind of yeah. seen here? So, so like... Skinner could potentially have an agenda, or he's at the at worst kind of helping someone else to follow their mm -hmm. agenda. You've got the Japs who they're obviously do, they're the ones doing the experiments, so they've got their own separate agenda. You've got a hitman going down trying to track down these Japanese people and, and execute them. So who's he working for? Yeah. Then yep. you've got Senator Matheson, who's okay to put Mulder onto the case, so he's clearly got an agenda is it because he wants Mulder to succeed in his work or does he have a separate agenda that is actually more villainous then x turns up and he's saying don't let him get on the train so he like who's it it's like man alive i can't cope with all this like intrigue mm -hmm. and who's So yeah. that's that's what this scene does to me is x showing up and saying don't let Mulder get on that train just makes me think I have no clue what's going on right now. Uh -huh. I have no clue like who, who's who wants what. All I know uh -huh. is Mulder, Mulder wants to be on that train. He wants to see what that alien's all about, and his is the only motive that is clear to me. Yeah. Um, so let's go with that. <laughs> and um, which... this is we've also got Skilly talking about the the doctor because she sees him on the tape. Yes, yes. So she 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 phones Mulder and says, "Holy crap, 
I recognize where I, I saw the doctor from. He's right here on your tape. And Mulder's like, well, that's where you know him from then. And she's like, nope, not where I know him from at all. And she has a flashback. So he was one yeah. of the scientists that worked on her when when she was taken. Um, Which is just weird because it looks as if everybody's like COVID ready with the exception of this <laughs> one guy who's just face mask down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. oop, better put that back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's interesting. But then I think I think he gets instantly dispatched, doesn't he? Yes. Stephen McCatty so he... gets him in the train station. Well, St- Stephen McHatty gets the younger guy. Is it? Oh, it's the younger guy. Yeah, but we see the younger guy, guy there. Yeah, the, the older guy gets on the train, doesn't he? Yeah. And then McHatty yeah. follows him on the train. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so obviously, McHatty is after him next episode. We'll see where that goes. Yes. Um, and yeah, so all all these things are just converging, and it just feels mm. like there's about twenty different motives and 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 reasons for for what's happening right now and i have no clue yeah. about any of them over the so yeah we get to a, a, a bridge where Mulder is talking to scully uh, the train is coming she's saying don't do it don't go he's like I, I i need to find out and i'm like i'm going to be pissed off here because <laughs> one he's, he's not going to jump and he's going to leave all these unanswered questions or two he's going to jump and this is going to be a two-parter. And either yeah. way, I'm going to be bloody annoyed. <laughs> it's a two-parter. Yeah. yeah. You knew it, it was a two-parter, did you? No. You didn't? Oh, no. No, no see, I, 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 I thought you knew that going in. I thought I told you. Yeah, I'm, I'm that oh. far removed that I, I, keep, right. like, I don't know. So I'm just thinking, this is it's not got a lot of time to wrap things no. up here. <laughs> yeah so Mulder hits the deck boom in in what is quite a brilliantly orchestrated set piece i think mm-hmm. the way they use the stuntman and and david duchovny the way the footage is integrated with each other to make it look uh, like i know i know duchovny did actually ride on the top of that train did a drop yeah. not from the bridge but just like you know uh, so so the way it's all pieced together really cinematic um just and yeah. it, it makes it actually makes good sense of why he loses the phone. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, like he, he can't put it away. He's on the phone. The train's coming. He has to make a decision. Yeah. And just hitting yeah. off the, the train, he has to drop it. Yeah. So, so you know, and, normally there's a silly reason as to why they yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hang on, I need to jump. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. it's it's reasoned. And then we have to be continued. Uh-huh. <sighs> Damn it. So, <clears throat> overall thoughts? Um, I like this one. Uh, I wouldn't say I liked it a lot, a lot. Um, I feel like there is a super amount of information being delivered. And even though it is quite fascinating, like you said, probably on a rewatch, it's not going to be as captivating because once the information is delivered, it just it doesn't yeah. feel exciting the second time around. Mm. Um, I, I love um, the kind of grandiose story that it has, but I feel that it has literally got a lot going on with various different factions, people we don't know, so many people, like you said, um, the Senator, we've got McHattie, we've got X, we've got Skinner, 
And then we've got the, the, the Japanese faction. We've got the trains. We, we don't know what the hell's going on. There's a lot of information here. And it's a hard one to really like give a score to because I, I feel that this is going to, more like any of the other two-parters, this is really going to have to deal with what happens next. Yeah, it's going to hinge on whether or not the second part ties up. Yeah, really pays part, it off. Right. So for me, I, I'm kind of comfortable giving it a four out of five. Yeah, I... I, I... I'm the same. I give it a four out of five. Um, I think as a proper X-Files nut back in the day, uh, I, this probably would have been a five out of five for me because I, I was just really big on the mythology episodes. But now I can, you know, I can take them all in context. I know where it sits within the whole mythology and stuff. And I'm like, no, this, this is a very good episode. It's really solid. Still holds up. But there are a few little complaints I had about it, which, which, which I mentioned um, yeah. So, yeah, four out of five from me as well. Okay, so next episode is going to be 731. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me a little bit about this and how it kind of fits into the lexicon of X-Files. I, I, uh, I, I, this, it's weird. Because you, uh-huh. you, can say this, you can say this about so many. I think you're either going to really love it or you're going to really hate it. But, um it it it's 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 very much like a one location kind of deal. Obviously, Sc- mm. Skull is doing Skull is doing her stuff. She's she's going off to all different locations, but Mulder's trapped on this train with a hitman and an alien. So, the, the, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, that, I mean, that sounds train. great. <laughs> it it is. I I do like that stuff. It's actually the Scully stuff that. Um. For a change, I think I'd probably find less interesting. Right. Um, like when, when we go to the Scully stuff, I'm more inclined to say, let's get back on the train. I want to see what's going on on the train, uh, which, yeah. which doesn't often happen. You know, it's usually yeah. Scully that we're like. Yeah, Whereas in, in, in this episode, you've got the, the dueling stories, but they're both mm. equally intriguing and interesting. Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I, think, right. I think on a first watch, both are going to be equally interesting. Right. Um, again, I'm judging it from someone who's seen them so many times. Yeah. After having seen it so many times, I'm like, yeah, for me, the the, the action is on the train. The talky-talky mm. stuff is with Scully going around doing what she's doing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. You can let us know any of our social media contacts, which should be in the comment box below or the information box. And we will see you next time on the X-Files Revisited. You've been listening to the X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.